Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What's up? What's up, everybody? Super excited to be here. We got an awesome guest for you today. She's a boss woman doing amazing things, teaching people how to develop an abundance mindset and how that applies in business and life. She's a business coach, philanthropist, wife, mother. She has amazing drive, amazing passion. I can't wait to dive into her story. Her name is Tara Oldridge. Super, super excited to introduce her to the show. But for to, the, to start off, let's do uh, one of the reviews here we got off iTunes. Again, super excited. Super grateful to be able to read these out and to be able to have the love that you guys have given this show. So first one being Sheppy Shopper. The University of Adversity podcasts are fantastic. Very uplifting, encouraging, making me feel like no matter where we are right now, the sky is the limit. Lance does a terrific job hosting and finding the most interesting people to interview. Loving these podcasts. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Sheppy Shopper, great name, by the way. As always, if you haven't left a review or if you haven't subscribed after listening to an episode, give us a review. Make it part of your, your day, you know, because it's super important that we know your feedback and then I can see that it's impacting you and let us know what you liked about it and subscribe so that you can stay on top of the latest episode. So, and your review may get read out. So really exciting stuff. I'm going to be doing a reading one out before and after the show. So you may very well get one of yours read out. So Super pumped up for today. I say super a lot, I know. But uh, we're going to get right into the show and then we'll dive right into Tara Oldridge. Super pumped up for today. Yeah, I say super a lot, I know. But uh, we're going to get right into the show. Just a quick word for our sponsor and then we'll dive right into Tara Oldridge. How would you like to make direct impact of our youth today? So important, right? Well, here's your chance. It's called Aprons for Gloves. What this is, is this is a nonprofit organization created by the Eastside Boxing Club. The whole mission of this is in the community to help improve lives and build community through boxing, right? By having um, a space that supports these members and community involvement, the participants get to collaborate in these different fundraising campaigns so that we can actually see how this impacts the youth, which is really cool. The four programs that are going to be offered after-school boxing program for the at-risk youth, young adults class for youth working to improve the mental health, free self-defense for females, and number four will be moms and tots program. Really awesome thing. So how this works is the event itself is going to be called the Restaurant Rumble. Now, this has been going on for eight years, and it's been growing. It's going to be at the Commodore Ballroom, August 20th. So people that work in the bar industry, restaurant industry, past or present, decide they get together and they commit for three months to train at Eastside Boxing Club while raising money. Now the goal is to hit 2000 bucks. Once you hit 2000 bucks, you qualify for a fight. Okay. And depending on how well you've done and how much effort you put in, you may get a contender fight. So I've decided to do this. It's crazy. I know. I, I was just like, wow. When I heard this at first, I said, I didn't know if I wanted to do it, but now I'm doing it and it's amazing. And it's just such a good cause. It goes with my cause with University of Adversity, making impact. And that's what I want to do. I want to give, make impact and do so many things for the youth. It's just, this is a perfect starting point for me and I'm so excited about it. So what I'm going to do is putting on, I'm going to be raising the money. Hopefully you guys will want to donate 
I'm going to be giving this shout out every single episode until August 20th. I'm going to be putting on an event, all this kind of stuff. I'm going to update this as we go on. But the main thing here is this is a great cause. A lot of times growing up, we would have gotten into trouble. I know myself, if I didn't have sports, if I didn't have hockey, soccer, all these things, or at least mentors or people offering these programs, then I would have gotten into trouble, right? Because a lot of times you get into trouble when you have too much time on your hands. These young minds wander, right? And you just want to, you don't have an outlet. And giving this this outlet is going to create discipline, going to teach them about nutrition. There's so many amazing things. And at the same time, we get to train for an amazing cause and raise money. So there's going to be a link. There's a link in my link tree, guys. Please donate. I really, really appreciate it. This is for the kids. And I'm going to share this journey. As you guys probably know, you're going to be seeing all kinds of different stuff happening with transformation and stories and videos on my Instagram and Facebook. So it's really exciting. So I hope you guys will join me for this ride and donate Aprons for Gloves 2019 for the Restaurant Rumble. Thanks, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest is the visionary behind Step Into Abundance, a seven-figure business and mindset program created to empower entrepreneurs and propel them towards success. This effective strategy allows people to use their passions and talents to build a sustainable branded business. She is also a vibrant mindset and business coach, philanthropist, wife, and mother. Really excited to have her on. We connected. I really liked her energy and what she's about. So super excited to dive in here. Tara Oldridge, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's a good thing when you're, when you hear your movement read back to you like that, when you get goosebumps, that's a good, that's a good sign. <laughs> thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And I love it. I, I, I get so excited reading out people's bios and just kind of pumping them up. Like it's like a sports game or something, you know, like I love the energy. <laughs> exactly what you just did. Yeah. I yeah. always was like, man, it would be awesome to be like before a hockey game or football, football game, be able to be the guy that's like announce it or girl, be able to announce like somebody coming onto the, onto the field or whatever. It was always something I loved. So awesome. So take us back, maybe give us a little bit of a backstory about yourself, fill in the gaps and maybe just a bit of a story on your journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy because usually I'm in your seat. I'm interviewing the experts. I've just finished my summit and I'm coming into now kind of promotional period, you'd say. God's obviously giving me these great opportunities to be interviewed by, by amazing people like yourself. And so, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. But it's interesting when you think, when I sit here and I go, oh, wow, this is about me. When this whole time during this journey, I've been going, this is not about me. And so when I get to go introspective, it takes me a minute to connect. So I'm really grateful for that question because here's the truth. I mean, my childhood was not easy. It just wasn't easy. And had you asked me when I was five years old, like, is your life great? I'd be like, yeah, like my dad's my hero. I get to see him every weekend or every other weekend. And you know, but like the reality is, is looking back is like, I would never want my five-year-old to experience what I experienced. So yeah, it, and this is, this is this kind of question. It, 
it tweaks my heart because it's like, okay, Tara, here's where you get to be prepared to be vulnerable. I'm the one who's always asking other people, the experts who I have on my shows and my clients that I have every day to be like, hey, open up your heart. Let's crack you wide open. And so, yeah, the truth is, is that it hasn't always been easy, but I've gotten to a point in my life and in my leadership, quite frankly, that I've been able to take that story that you're talking about and turn it into what's really happened for me and the blessings that God has given me with all of those experiences that were really kind of dark, kind of not the best and created light. Like all of this abundance that I have in my life today from um, just my, from my kids to my beautiful relationship with my fiance, who I call my husband, by the way, that's why it's my husband and my thing, but it's all formulated all the dark times have formulated my light that I have today. And so I really sit in a thousand percent gratitude for everything I went through. And I think when you get to a point in your life where you can really truly look back and appreciate the crap, that's a blessing in itself. Yeah. And I, I completely agree because sometimes you don't realize when you're growing up that what's happening, you know, it seems okay because that's all you know. And that's all you've kind of been exposed to. Mm -hmm. But then later on, you realize, wow, you need, you need that contrast. You need that light to enjoy the dark and vice versa. And I'm the same way. Like I look back and I would not want my future kids to go through that either. But at the same time, I almost felt like it was good because you go through that kind of makes you who you are. So there's kind of a, there's a mixed thing. You don't want them to suffer, but you almost want them to learn the lessons. Well, right. here's the thing, Lance. I mean, suffering is such a necessary part of life. And in this book that I read by Michael A. Singer, I don't know if you've ever read The Untethered Soul. Haven't, no. Okay, such a cool book. I recommend it. It's not an easy read, so I recommend the audio version of it because it's pretty intense. But it's like we create these contraptions around us so that we don't like bump into walls, right? So like we have like alcohol or we have parties or lots of sex or whatever it is that keeps our mind off of this suffering that we have to go through, like our inability to be authentic or our unworthiness issues or our confidence pain or whatever those things may be. And so we create these things around us that are contraptions. But the point is, is that suffering is the whole point of life. Yeah. It is like the whole point of life is to learn how to suffer gracefully. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And yeah, because we're all going to go through those times. It's just how do you react, right? Totally. How do you react to those? Do you have the tools? Because it's all perspective on how you look at it, right? If you don't have the right tools and you could have gone through the same bad situation five years ago, it may affect you differently than when you go through it now. Totally. So yeah. it's, yeah, definitely. It's all, it's definitely important and it's good to be aware of that as far as like understanding that it's actually serving you in most senses, in most situations. But yeah, I just interviewed Ed Milet on my smart woman show. Yeah. Oh yeah, you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get, I wanted to get into that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so rad. And so here's the thing he says, he says this over and over and over again. And it's become kind of one of my daily mantras is nothing in life happens to you. It only happens for you. Everything that's going on in your life right now is happening for you, whether it be good, bad, nothing. And when you can come to a point where you're like, okay, hold up, this 
crap is happening to me right now. It's not favorable. I feel like I'm suffering. If you can flip it and you can go to like this default mechanism of, okay, wait, this is happening for me, for me, for me. Where's the light in this? Yeah. Right. It's It's just, it's everything. It's so true. And, and exactly. That's what you have to look at is like, what's the lesson here? This really Mm -hmm. sucks. You know, it could be, but it's like, what is the lesson? Yeah. Why is God giving this to me? Not why is God doing this to me or whatever it is that you believe universe or spirit, whatever, not attached, but why does this get to happen to me? And when we can come from a place of 100% responsibility, 100% of the time, I mean, now that's leadership. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. That's my next question is how important is having that spiritual, some sort of greater being? How do I even say it? Yeah. Universe, source, God, whatever it may be. How important is that for people in life and business and for you specifically? And how has that kind of impacted you? And how have you seen maybe somebody not having that? Can you kind of explain the contrast and maybe that you've noticed? Yeah. I mean, I can because (laughs) I got to tell you, I'm a Jesus believer. I believe in Jesus. So here's the thing. I got to say that I would really hate to be the person walking around right now thinking that they've got to do it all themselves. Thinking that everything at the end of the day is for nothing. That when we die, it's all for nothing. This emotional freaking turmoil roller coaster that we've been on for the last however long that we get to live on this planet is really truly for nothing. We die and then we go in a hole and then that's it. It's very hard to live a purpose-filled life, not having a higher anything to, to lay your head on, to have a soft place to go, to have a loving connection with something that is unconditional. When I lay my head on my pillow at night and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I mean, the movement and the mission that I'm on, Lance, is an incredibly large responsibility. It is a big purpose and it's not my purpose. It's not something that I gave myself. It's not something that I woke up one day and thought, oh, I'm going to be passionate about this. I mean, God gave me this flame inside of my soul. And so I've just chosen, because I couldn't even stand it anymore, to get out of my way and to push through. And so if I didn't have God to rely on at the end of the night when I lay my head down and say, you know what, I don't know what we're doing here, but I know you've got it under control, that's a really stressful life that I have to live. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, of course. And I love it because everybody's got their, what they believe and- it's important to have that and faith can be taken in, in different terms, you know, having faith that things will work out. If you're doing your best, you're showing up and you're being a good human being and you're, you know, because sometimes we worry about how it's going to happen, right? We get so caught up in the how, and sometimes it's just about doing your best and having that faith. And I'm learning that too, trusting the process. Here's what I learned I've learned and what now I coach in my step into abundance mastermind is that the how is considered to be the mechanism, Mm. right? So this is what I was saying to the girls the other day. I was saying, Hey, listen, when you're going to the grocery store, you've got your list, you know, the things that you need to get. 
does it matter how you get to the grocery store? I get it. You're likely going to drive. But if you didn't have a car, could you walk? Could you ride your bike? Could you take an Uber? Could you fly a helicopter and land on top of it? It does not matter how you get to the grocery store. All that matters is that you have the intention to do it. That's awesome. That's awesome at clarifying that and making it very simple to understand. It's so true. Someone asked me once, what do you think the percentage is from intention to to how, like the mechanism on how you do it? And we were in a group setting and most people said like, well, it's probably like 80% intention and then like the mechanism on how you get there is like 20%. Most people were like 80, 80, 20, 90, 10, something like this. And I'm like, F that. It's 100% intention. Yeah. It's 100% intention. That's how the universe works. Yeah. It's energetically proven through quantum physics that if you have an intention and you can declare it without evidence, it will eventually happen. It's proven. I, I get very excited when we start talking about quantum physics. Yeah. <laughs> I, get geek, I, I geek out with this stuff. Yeah. Can you tell us then to somebody that doesn't understand, let's say, the scarcity mindset mm. versus the abundant mindset and how does it apply in day-to-day -day life? Well, the scarcity mindset versus the abundant mindset is really simple. Are you being a victim or are you being a victor? Because if you're stuck in your story, everything sucks, everything's lacks, nothing's good enough. When you can be responsible 100% of the time for 100% of everything, even when your husband is being so difficult and you can stand responsible, that's abundance. That may feel like scarcity because you, know, you don't get to be right in abundance. Being abundant means you don't get to be right. You get to stand in that. You get to stand firm in what you believe, and you get to stand in the fact that, hey, listen, I don't need to be right right now. Mm. What about as far as attracting wealth into your life, as far as how the conversations you have with yourself? I get this conversation all the time because I grew up in a trailer park or apartment buildings or, you know, we moved around a ton. And there was not a lot of extra. There really was not a lot of extra to go around for, for anything. Cigarettes and package of beer. That's what the extra went to. And there's no such thing as attracting money. It just, you can't just sit there and attract money. Money doesn't come into your life until you're in service to others. Until you, like I just said, are responsible for what's going on in your life from your circumstances and you no matter what remain a victor anything that hits you it's not happening to you it's happening for you where can i go from here how do i level up what's next and that's the one thing i've always been able to do i watched the movie clueless i think like 182 times when i was 13 years old i know every single line to that movie and it reminded me of who I wanted to be. I didn't want to be a ditzy girl, but I wanted a new outfit every day. I wanted to have beautiful hair. I wanted to drive a fancy car. It's what I wanted. And when you know what you want and you set your intention, when you're 13, you have no idea how you're going to be Cher from the movie Clueless. You just know that's what you want. It starts to happen. 
And so if you're going to sit back and stay in your story, well, it's really great for her to say that, you know, she's just rich. Well, no, actually I took every single step to get where I am today. Every single step, including leaving an abusive relationship and running across the continent before I got literally killed by my first boyfriend. Hmm. Like I took the step to run away. I didn't take the step to, to sit in that and wallow in that and blame him for all the things that he was doing to me. So I ran away to cruise ships and guess what? My ass got kicked on cruise ships. Hmm. The regime on cruise ships is insane. I mean, you're 30 seconds late you're fired. Yeah. You know, you fraternize with a passenger, you're fired. You know, like your job is always on the line. So you really tighten things up. And until you're willing to take every single step, don't bother attracting money. Don't bother with the thing where you put the million dollar check on the top of your roof, like the secret tells you to do. Don't bother until you're going to start taking the steps. I love it. That's so important too. And I'm so glad you clarified that. Because it's not the actual money because that's just a tender. It's like the value, the wealth, the value you create, the value you give is the value you get back in money. I mean, that's... Totally. It's not about the money. It's not about the physical thing. And I love that because people can get mixed up. It's like, how much, how valuable are you? How much are you giving back? How valuable are you? You'll get rewarded in your value, right? I love that. How valuable are you? And also, Lance, like... One of my biggest lessons is how do you value yourself? Yeah. Because that's been a big one for me. My biggest block that I've had to overcome, and I'll be very honest with you, I'm still overcoming that. And that's likely why I I haven't achieved everything on my intention list is because sometimes I look for outside validation. Because I'm training myself in my leadership role, I've really learned to interrupt my patterns And so I can identify them quickly. But I mean, looking for outside validation is a crusher. Yeah, it's huge. It's so, especially when you're on social media, I talk about this a lot Mm. because you you compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. So then you're you're constantly, (laughs) it's so dangerous because you're seeking approval and you're, you're looking at other people and I think that's, that it's very common, right? I think that we all have these things, you know, and. We do, but it's our job to explore why. Yeah, I agree. That is our job as human beings, force ourselves into dark corners to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to being aware of what you, your strengths and your weaknesses and understanding, you know, where you're at and. And working on those things, taking the initiative to do the work. Like you have to do the work. Do the work. I mean, you, you, all these beliefs, it doesn't matter if our parents or whoever from zero to eight, we had these things installed in our brains that we've taken with us Mm -hmm. and it's nobody's fault, but those are the beliefs that we have. So you got to understand, you know, what are your limited beliefs? Like, what are they? Why do you do things you do? And you got to work on them. I mean, I can't say it enough to people listening out there, you guys, like if you have these issues, you need to address them. I don't want to say issues, but I want to say that these things that kind of hold us back, we got to know why, why, why is this happening? And you have to be willing to put in the work. It's not just going to come. Would you agree that, you know, you have to be aware of that and to be willing to put in the work to fix these things? Yeah, we get to be, it's really a privilege as a human being to really get to transform ourselves. 
it's like we're coming into this really cool era yeah. of awakened souls. And yeah. I was talking to Jarek Robbins. Did you see my interview with Tony Robbins' son? No. He's so I, I cool. You have got to meet Jarek Robbins. He was talking about this being the hero generation. There's four, and I wish I could remember the name of the book now. It's turning something by this guy. I don't even know. I can't remember. But there's essentially there's four different generations on it, and it runs on this 80-year cycle. So every 20 years, it switches. And the 20 years before that was, like before us, our baby boomers, was the prophet. And now the millennials are the hero generation. And so we're really taking everything that our four, like our dads, our moms, have taught us, and we're like, flipping it in a way that it, that it really works in a message. We're like taking those dark times, we're twisting it and we're like, wait, no, that happened for me. And now we're sharing it with everybody and we're putting our ass on the line and we're being vulnerable and we're being servants and we're being compassionate. And I mean, this is stuff that we get to do as humans. It's not stuff that we have to do. No. It's not stuff that we need to do. Like that just seems like so heavy. Like mm -hmm. this is the shit that we get to do as humans. Like transformation is a privilege. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that once you realize that you create your life, like mm -hmm. you create it. We get to do that. <laughs> it's we a, it's amazing. And yeah, and you being responsible for your life. And once you start to realize that, things get pretty cool. You know, you start to see people come into your life and things come into your life and you're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Well, like, I'm going to take you for a spin right now because this is one of those things that people cannot grasp. And it wasn't until I learned this that I really could take the pressure off completely. It's like when I talk about that 100% responsible 100% of the time, literally everything that's going on in your life right now down to this conversation yeah. is happening for you mm -hmm. because you generated it. So guess what, sweetheart? If your life is shit, you created that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a hard truth. It's a beautiful <laughs> truth, though. It is. it is. I love it. It's beautiful. Because yeah. when I look at the people who I'm attracting in my life now, like you and like yeah. Tyler Wagner and my business coach, Shanda Sumter, and like just so many incredible women that are in my mastermind. And I'm like, wow, I'm attracting this. Yeah. I'm attracting loving, compassionate, powerful, confident people because that's what's in me and that's what I'm generating. So whatever you're giving off is what you're bringing in. Yeah. And I'm, I'm realizing that too. And mm -hmm. it's such a journey too. And the more you kind of, peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak, the more you start to, things start to open up, you know, cause I actually was just at Tony Robbins in LA and that was like a next level experience. It's so cool. It was such an emotional roller coaster of like tapping into something that we don't tap into on a daily basis or ever. And mm -hmm. it's just like, but that's only one part. There's so many other parts and I feel like the more you kind of go down that rabbit hole and you see what it can do for you, the more you start to be like, wow, I need more of this. I need to kind of get to the core, yeah. right? Yeah. When you're just scratching the surface, you're like, what is underneath there? Yeah. And some yeah. people are like, you're cr like, some people must think I'm crazy over the last couple of years. Like, 
do you have people that you've kind of that you knew in your life that have probably have been like what like oh, a yeah. transformation where they've seen you and been like when you see them and you're like you were <laughs> like is it kind of like well uh, they think of you as that other person and then they know they've seen you but like you haven't had that like connection. yeah it's, you had that it's like you're born again yeah it's a weird yeah, yeah i do I, I know what you mean but here's the thing like i used to let that stop me I used to let it hinder me from like going live on my Facebook because what if Susie or Joe or whoever from my high school thinks I'm weird now? Like I used to let that kind of stuff stop me. And here's the thing, when you're on a mission and it's a purpose-filled mission and it's coming from your heart center, you don't let that energy affect you anymore. You said that, you know, you seek the validation or Mm -hmm. so how do you get through that then? What's an actionable tip that somebody listening that's suffering from the same thing can do? So when you're transforming and this entrepreneurial game is transformation, I don't care what level you're on. If you are coming into being an entrepreneur or a CEO or whatever that may be, you're transforming. And it's all about in your default reactions, not just with interacting with people and connecting with people, but the default reactions that you have in interrupting your thoughts. So, and you got to keep it simple at first because it's too confusing. Your ego goes into flip out mode when you start going down an entrepreneurial path, especially when it's with a servant heart, because it does not want you playing big. It's like, come on. My ego is going, girlfriend, like just stay small. Like who the hell do you think you are? So I kept it really simple, Lance, in the fact that I just, anytime I heard that and I got scared, I would just tell myself, Tara, this is not about you. This is about everyone you're going to impact, all the women you're going to empower to be the best versions of themselves. Nothing to do with me and my fears and my limiting beliefs and my, here's where my kind of thing was. I was a great starter. Yeah. I could start anything like from branding websites, like I just had it. Like I could, I started campaigns. Like it was crazy. A really good idea, idea person, come up with this, be really creative. And then no finish. I'd self-sabotage my way all the way back down. Like Mm. crabs in a bucket, right? I just knock myself down every time. So the one thing, there's two steps. Number one, Default your ego. Have a default message to your ego every time. I recommend I recommend using mine. I recommend using this is not about you. I mean, why not? Use mine. Just steal it. Yeah. And then the second one is notice where you stop. When you can notice where you stop, you can stop stopping there. And it's just one step further to your breakthrough. Do you mean where the sabotage starts? Yeah, exactly. Where the sabotage starts. So for me, again, great starter. Can come up with an idea like that. Can create all the branding and marketing around it. Website done. I can enroll about 50 people into agreeing with me. And we're like on this movement. I can raise a little bit of money, like $10,000, $20,000 for this campaign or whatever it is. And then I stop. So now that I know that that's where I stop, the next time I do that, I get to take it one step further which is instead of raising 20,000, I raise 100,000. And instead of just doing the website, I actually get proper publicity for it. You know, that's just an example. Yeah, no, for sure. 
Yeah, I liked what you said. It's it's about them. Like, what are you, what are you taking away from somebody by not showing up? Yeah. Right, because you have a gift for the world, and somebody needs to hear that. Yeah. So if you're not showing up and you're letting yourself talk yourself out of it, mm-hmm. somebody else is missing out on what you have. So it's actually selfish. <laughs> it's super selfish and it's really weak. And yeah. if you're not going to maximize on this human experience, you don't get to be weak. Yeah. No, for sure. So I want to talk about step into abundance. Now I know we kind of, but I want to hear about it. Tell us everyone. I'm sure everybody's very interested what you do, you know, maybe some examples and yeah, on a daily basis, like what is it? So I'm going to be really honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) I actually dissolved the mastermind. Okay. 20 women in it. Okay. And I made a really big mistake in allowing them to come into the mastermind at a way too discounted price. So you talk about money. Money has such a important energy on it. So this, for anybody listening who has a program, do not discount your programs. Do not sell your programs for, you're not doing anybody any favors by giving people something for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. Okay. Unless that's the value of it. But my mastermind was a thousand dollars a month. And some of the women got in for way less than that. And what happened with that exchange in the energy was a it really allowed for this scarcity mindset to overtake the group. And they got to a point where they were not even coachable. And that was my fault. As a leader, I never should have allowed them to come in for cheap. I mean, why would I allow them to do something for cheap for an expensive result? I mean, the two don't correlate. So, as an entrepreneur, if you're making offers, do not sell yourself short. I love that you you you're open about that. That's that's amazing. That's huge value though. That's huge value that and I appreciate that because that's so true. People are listening, people are it all comes down to believing in yourself and your product and that it's gonna help people. And I love that because yeah, people can get that scarcity mindset. Like if you weren't willing to invest a certain amount into something that's going to help you, then you shouldn't do it because you're the scarcity mindset. You need to have the abundance mindset that it's about you. It's about improving yourself. And I really like that you talked about that because a lot of times people get wrapped up in the price and Hey, if you, if it's too expensive for you, maybe it's just not for you, you know, what certain yeah. things and you shouldn't devalue what you have because you feel it's too expensive because there's somebody out there that will pay that is right for it. Yeah. And my business coach said, Hey Tara, you're giving away tons of free content. I mean, literally I give away everything that I teach for free. I really do every day. My summits. I mean, there's no secrets when you come into my program. I'm not like withholding the best part for the people who pay it's I'm all out there. I mean, I'll tell you anything. I'm an open book, but there's something that happens when you exchange money. It happened for me when I hired my first business coach, 15,000 bucks. I mean, I showed up for that Yeah. and I saw massive results. And what happened with this mastermind was that there just wasn't enough value for them Mm. in the currency that they were putting out 
to show up in a coachable way. So I did them a favor and, it, and I dissolved the mastermind and I, I left it open to feedback. I said, if you want really honest feedback, I'm open to a coaching call after this. And some of them took me up on that. And that call changed their lives because I got to kick them into high gear and two of them became one-on-one -on -one clients. And now they're seeing massive results. So sometimes it takes a hard decision. I didn't want to dissolve that mastermind. I mean, I spent four months creating the content and the planner for it. It was my heart and my soul, but it wasn't going the way that it needed to go. And I had to make a hard decision. So how has your podcast had impact with your business? How has that helped you? You know, what has that done for you as far as confidence and as far as positioning and what's your experience been with that so far? My podcast I don't have a podcast right now, but my show, my show, your show, your my show. show. Yeah, okay. So my shows have been amazing. I mean, I, my last show, the smart woman show, I had a listers on it, on the show. I mean, it was crazy. I had the former president of Harpo studios and the Oprah Winfrey network. I mean like, hello, and I'm attracting these people. And so as leaders, we really get to be mindful of what our intentions are because it, it my intention is to impact on a large level. So right. I get to talk with people who have large audiences if I'm going to get to where I'm going, right? And right? So I get to make that decision for myself in getting out of my way and being like, hey, Ed Milet, you're going to be on my show. Yeah. Right? Like that's not easy to do when you're scared and nervous. No. Right? No, for sure. And yeah, no, it's funny because there's so many different names for these shows you know like there's like master classes and podcasts yeah. and it's like it's like <laughs> it's all the same. you know what i mean but yeah no i i get it so what is one of the most valuable things from all these people that you've interviewed like a takeaway that you've really kind of set into your own life that has been kind of like wow like this is something that i've learned and it seems to be the common thing that most of these successful people practice that's kind of helped you I mean, it's really got to be the, that whole victim victor thing. Mm. It's a common thread in every conversation that I've had that you don't get to sit in your story. Like it's over. Mm. Like you get to step into abundance. You get to step out of your story and into your blessings, into your gratitude, into why is this working for you? Where are my opportunities? instead of the blah, blah, boo-hoo of your normal conversation that we're hearing every day, all day, from the news to around the dinner table to whatever it is amongst your families, your friends, your current group of people, and your co-workers, it's all just sitting in misery. And misery loves company, but guess what? So does success. Yeah. Success loves comp company as well. For sure. What's your daily, how do you get started? Like what preps you for a good day? Like what's a, a non-negotiable? I've been waiting for someone to ask me this. What's a non-negotiable? I mean, we can talk about 10 different things we all do, but like what's the non-negotiables and what is like a real thing that can change you from having an average day to an amazing day? Yeah. So that whole morning routine thing, I am not amazing at. And here's what I've learned is that your morning routine doesn't have to be an hour long. I mean, I've got two kids and I'm exhausted. So my non-negotiable is my prayer. 
-hmm. like my non-negotiable. And it's not just in the morning when I wake up because sometimes I don't get to my prayer within the first hour of waking up. But my non-negotiable before I get in my car is that I pray to God and I ask for his guidance because there's no way on earth am I doing one single day with that, that guy, without that guy leading me. I don't have what it takes. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it without him. So having that, that solid connection is super important for you. Yeah, no, it's important. And I, I love that because I, I like to try and I think everybody should have those at least one or two things solidified every day that they do. I just love those people who are like, oh, my morning routine, you know, like I do my yoga and my this and my meditation. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Can we get real? Can we get really real for a minute? Like that's not happening in my house. Yeah. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and like, let's be real. Yeah. The morning routine can be five minutes. It can be three minutes. It can just be like a quick check-in with your heart center. Mm. What are my intentions for today? That can be your morning routine. I just, there's becoming a lot of rules and regulations around this whole like be a good person thing. Mm. And I think it's creating false bullshit to be quite frank in our industry. It's like, yeah, is it great to have a morning routine? It really is, but it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. You know, you don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to be successful. Some millionaires wake up at 5 a.m. Some millionaires wake up at 10 a.m. Yeah. They're still millionaires. I know. There's so many of the, and then it ends up making people feel bad because they don't. And then it's like, it shouldn't be that way. It should be, you know, you thrive and where you, what you like. If you, if you hate getting up at five and you're, and you don't do well, then don't get up at five, you know? Yeah. Or if you have toddlers. Yeah. I mean, there's not, there's not one way. I agree. And you can't get too upset if you don't go through with your routine the way it's planned. It ends up being this thing that ends up being negative and sets your mind on the wrong path. Like you beat yourself up over it. So no, for sure. And every time you hear some beautiful woman or sexy guy or just millionaire guy or whoever's listening right now talking about, Oh yeah. I'm like, my gym routine is like maxed out. Like Ed, my lad, he's like maxing out at 5am every morning. Like, okay, really great for you. But like, not for everyone. I'm all about maxing out. I really am. But not everybody can lift 400 pound weights. Like not everyone. For sure. sure. (laughs) No, for sure. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just kind of finding the best thing that's Try things out, see how they go. Don't get too attached, and you know. Don't get attached. Yeah, that is sure. one of the things. It's like unattached from the outcome. We have so many expectations as human beings uh, yeah. as to okay, I'm going to have this conversation with so and so, and this is how it's going to go. And then when it doesn't go that way, we're like pissed off, angry, disappointed, rejected, and then we go into isolation, and then we blame a bunch of people for why you're in isolation and then we get depressed and then we're like drinking and you know, and then that's the story. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm curious. So I want to make sure we don't forget this. Where can everybody find you to make it nice and clear? Where's the best place to check you out? Yeah. So I guess Instagram. I mean, yeah, I think it's just at the Tara Oldridge. You can DM me there or I'm on Facebook too. Tara Oldridge. I think I'm the only one. I think there's another, there's a stripper out there. Her name is Tara Oldridge as well. That's not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one other 
Tara Oldridge. Okay, so it's not the stripper one. Make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Someone told me that I should change my name because there's a stripper on on Facebook. I'm like, why? Like, why don't I just be bigger, have better content than the stripper? (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. (laughs) I have two questions left for you. Yeah. They're not, they're, well, they're, they're not crazy, but they're, uh, they're a little bit. If you could go back and give advice to a young Tara, <laughs> what would it be? Yeah, I just had this question on a previous interview. I run a, a mommy group on Facebook okay. of about 3,000 moms. And I actually, I was so touched by this, con- this, this question because I really, I said this to Tyler on the interview that I just did. Um, mm-hmm. I would just really go and I would give, I would give Tara a really big hug and I would just tell her like, it's okay. It's really okay. And you just shine, like yeah. just shine, like do whatever it takes to shine because my whole life I spent dimming my light, playing small so that other people didn't feel uncomfortable or insecure around me. Like Marianne Williamson says, that was me to a T yeah. because my, my lightness terrified me. The light inside my soul terrified me. And it still does, quite frankly. I mean, I am very powerful when I set my mind to something, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. I appreciate that. Um, if you can give one tip, this is the last question I ask everybody. I don't have set questions ever. I just kind of ask. This is the one question that I ask everybody. What's the number one tip that you could give somebody listening to overcome adversity whatever it is in their life, whether it be their mindset, financially, struggle, what would the one tip for overcoming adversity be? Get out of your way. No one is stopping you but you. Get out of your way. Do whatever it takes to get out of your way like right now because enough with the story, enough with the whining, enough with the complaining. Like this is life. Life is now. Create some urgency and stop being so desperate and get on with it. Awesome. That's, that's gold. I love it. Everybody's got such a unique answer to that and it's just perfect. So yeah, it's a cool question. Thank you so much, Tara. I really appreciate you coming on and, you know, sharing and I, I, um, just hearing you speak about things in your experience has been really, um, valuable for me. And I definitely, I'm sure the audience got a lot of it too. So thank you very much. Well, it was really my pleasure. Thank you. And I wanted to just acknowledge you for a second because you're very, good at interviewing oh thank you yeah you make it really easy so thank you so much well i appreciate you make it easy to talk to it's 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 sometimes it's a little more challenging than others but you kind (laughs) of it's easy when you have like um you know somebody that can speak and you can tell that you do this you talk to people as well right so it, it makes it easy for me but thank you so much you're welcome All right, everybody, make sure you check Tara out on Instagram, Facebook. She's awesome. She's only just beginning. She's doing such amazing things and having amazing people on her show. So make sure you check her out. Have an amazing day, everybody. Love and appreciate you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. I hope you got some value out of that. Tara was awesome. She's got a lot to offer the marketplace, and I truly loved having a conversation with her. So If you got something out of that, please go and leave us a five-star review, subscribe, let us know what you thought. Super important for continuing to grow. We need to have you guys on board and can't do it without you. So. 
go ahead and do it. Really appreciate you. The second review I'm going to read today is this comes from Mandu United. He says, or she says, best way to start the day. Lance really nails every topic. He has real talent to find intelligent, inspiring individuals to work with, which is what makes his podcast so enjoyable to listen to. I love his charisma and desire to get down to real and raw truths on topics that people may shy away from. Give them a listen. You'll be hooked within five minutes. That's an awesome review. And I really, really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And yeah, everybody, we're going to be reading these out once in the intro, once in the outro, just to show that I appreciate you and that, you know, your words matter. So thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing day, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.